It is really gloomy. We're looking out at a bleak strip mall. Gray clouds. Not exactly the Mount Jesus was on. Yeah, that's real. I have no idea what that area of the world looks like. I hear it's actually, because in my mind, it's pretty barren. Yeah. But people who I know have gone say, like, oh, no, it's Rude. actually lush. It's milk and honey. Ooh. Like, no. So that's why Abraham was into these promises. Yeah. He, yeah. he could see it. Okay. That's but rude. he couldn't. But he couldn't. <laughs> he will. <laughs> Eschatological banquet. It's coming to a Bible study near you. That's one of my favorite words. Es- Eschatological. It sounds like a cat. Scat. It does. Scat. <laughs> Scat. That's my like jazz, right? My kids are really into Aristocats right now. Oh, that was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Marie, Sally, Marie. Look at that. Mm-hmm. You know that's Zsa Zsa Gabor? No, I don't know who that is. Oh, she's like a famous <laughs> fashion-y person. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's kind of an old movie. It is. Okay. Yeah. I The old ones, I really appreciate the music on. Yeah. Hey everyone, Anthony Bastian here with Max Diner. Hello. For our Bible study recap. This week we looked at Matthew 5, 18 through 6, 18, which is our second week of our three-week um, journey, yes. <laughs> if you will, through this trip. Pilgrimage. Ah, uh, yeah. appropriate. Our three-week, two of our three-week pilgrimage mm-hmm. through the Sermon on the Mount. And so you just want to note that this is another week where we were not the ones teaching, but we had two wonderful leaders, um, Chelsea Jacobs from the Women, who is on our women's ministry staff team, she's yeah. wonderful, and Ryan Henry, yes. um, one of our elders who we love and adore um, for the women's time. And so I also want to note that men and women did this differently, so men had an abbreviated teaching, yes. and the women, we had our traditional teaching, and so just men and women, as you're listening to that, you might hear, um, yeah, different things brought out, and that was just reflected because of the difference in how we handled that week. Yes, I would just note the first question here of what didn't we get to in the teaching, it's a lot more for us because we did a 10-minute teaching, so I will try to restrain myself. Sure. Well, there's lots of good things to talk about. Um, before we get started, I do want to give a quick plug for our Sermon on the Mount Forum with Dr. Pennington and Jen Wilkin Woo! on October 24th at 8 p.m. via Zoom. We will, we will make that link available in all of our normal communications challenges, um, and if you Channels. are... Oh, what did I say? Communications challenges. Oh, well. Whoopies. Whoopies. Wow. Okay, we're struggling. It's okay. Here we go. It's because, y'all, well, it's a rainy day. And no, this is not why. I am powered by the sun. Well, that may also be true. <laughs> but it's because Antonia got engaged over the weekend. Ooh, it's true. Which is huge. Yes. And we are excited. And yes. she's excited. I am. And, and distracted. For good reason, she's, her, she's mentally not here. <laughs> she's thinking about the fact that she's getting married. It's true. Yes. But we're doing our best. Congratulations to Antonia and Thanks, to Ryan. So happy for y'all. Thank you. We're very, very excited. Um, well, we derailed that. We sure did. We were talking about the Sermon on the Mount right. Forum. Yes. Yeah. With Dr. Benjamin and Jenna <laughs> on October 24th at 8 p.m. via Zoom. We'll make the link available. That's what I was saying. Yes. To all of our communication channels. Correct. Channels. Okay. Well said. And we are so excited about this. Um, you've probably heard us talk about it, but Dr. Pennington is a world-renowned scholar on the Gospels, and Matthew in particular. He is a professor at the Southern Baptist Seminary. Um, and so he and Jen, Jen, Jen Wilkin, who many of you know, a very popular author, speaker, Bible study teacher, and who has also who has taught through the book of Matthew. And so we truly could not have two 
better people yes. <laughs> um, who are going to encourage and bless our church um, just by going over um, just some things in the Sermon on the Mount. We knew when we chose Matthew that we would have to go quickly through the Sermon on the Mount and that there are so many things that we couldn't get to. And so we're tremendously grateful um, for Dr. Pennington and Jen to yeah, serve our body in this way that we can continue to grow our understanding of just this incredibly important passive passage of scripture. And so we hope that you will join us for that. It is a true treat and gift um, from, yeah, that to our church for that. So, all right, let us jump in. We're going to continue with our three questions each week. Our first one is, what did we wish we had more time for? So Max, we could get off for us. I would love to. As I said, there's much and many things that, the, so one thing that I think we didn't spend a ton of time on is just remembering that this is not necessarily playing out in chronological order. It's not a strict progression of one time that Jesus taught. Because Matthew, back in chapter 4, he introduces this kind of capsule of the entire ministry of Jesus. He's preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then the Sermon on the Mount is a breakdown. What does that mean if he's going around preaching this? And he's pulling from all sorts of teachings. And we see he's arranged them here in chapter 5 especially it corresponds to how the Levitical codes are arranged. Mm -hmm. And if we think again about our setting, back when Moses was receiving the law, he went up on the mountain. We see Matthew styles Jesus going up on the mountain. He sits down with his disciples, like Moses sat down to receive the law from God. And then in the Levitical sections, what we have is there's 10 words, right? 10 commandments, followed by six sets of six laws. So for a total of seven givings of laws, mm -hmm. So we see Matthew, he's over here nerding out too, and he gives us six teachings of Jesus on a fuller application of righteousness. So I think this is important because when we say Jesus tells us, I haven't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, my first read through on this is like, are you sure? Because mm -hmm. seems like you're doing a lot of rearranging <laughs> the law here. Right. Uh, but Matthew, he's arranging the whole scene to say, no, this is a continuation of how we've been thinking about the law. This is just like Leviticus. Mm -hmm. And Matthew wants us to see that Jesus, when he's saying he's not abolishing the law, it's because he's not dismissing it. He's actually getting us back to what the law was meant to be all along. It's that we've lowered the definition of righteousness over time. So Jesus is re-upping it back in the style of Leviticus, back like Moses who brought us into relationship with God. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on here. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, thanks, Sean Max. I think one thing I wish we had more time for was just talking about prayer. Um, that comes up both in, yeah, it comes up in Matthew 6, Justin, uh, well, maybe Matthew 5 too. Matthew, sorry, I'm looking. You're good. Matthew 6, yeah, Matthew yep. 6. The Lord's Prayer, of course, and so that's just something that we, um, I mean, Chelsea handled it so beautifully. We ended up reciting it together, and she did an incredible job, um, yeah, landing the plane on that. Mm. Um, I just wish we would have had, yeah, more t opportunity to think through whether in small group or in, you know, um, yeah, or a large group teaching time of just what does it mean to pray? I think one of our brick brick questions was why do we pray yeah. if, Jesus, if God knows everything yes. we need? And so that's a you know a question that's easy to answer. Like, well, because you know it's for communion or mm. you know, which is true, or it's to follow Jesus' example, it's to be obedient. And but really unpacking um, prayer as communication with God as a incredible gift um, yeah. and a reality that matters. And I think sometimes sometimes that gets lost. Um, is in the, uh, yeah, and maybe uh, 
not appreciating that yeah prayer like I don't we don't know why God <laughs> endeavors mm-hmm. to be um, to communicate with us in prayer or why um, we're commanded to pray but we do know that he uses our prayers and so just holding that I'm um, also acknowledging um, that um, <clears throat> where one of the questions was around um, you know is it okay to pray in public and the answer is like yes yes um it's all about heart motivation and chelsea did an incredible job talking about just like it's about our our, our hearts are doing and why we're doing it mm-hmm. and so yeah just would love to be we've tried modeling that in different ways in our women's bible study class whether it's the acts method adoration confession thanksgiving supplication or just spending time quietly in prayer individually and um, that's something that i think um yeah it's something there's a lot of confusion around yes. in our in just our community or um, just in the christian on our walk and so um, yeah I think that's much more important totally and I think the prayer piece sticks out to me because my expectation of Jesus in this time when he's like it's about your heart the focus is on your heart so chapter 6 we see a pivot chapter 5 is on like external ways of showing your holiness yes so if we're thinking back to last week there's this moment where Jesus says let your light shine before men you're called to be a city on a hill if we were to jump straight from that to chapter 6 we'd be very confused because chapter 6 is all about the secret relationship we have with God, mm-hmm. cultivating our religious practices in private. Mm-hmm. Chapter 5, though, is about a public life, mm-hmm. a life lived before other people where we can let our light shine before others. Mm-hmm. And I think what we see is Jesus' focus is he's upping the ante for righteousness in the public sphere. Mm-hmm. You've seen all these ways of living. I'm telling you a better way of living. And then he's flipping what the Pharisees have been about and saying, but your religious practices, that's not how you show your light to the world. Mm-hmm. It's not because you fast so well. It's not because you pray so loud. Mm-hmm. It's all these other things where you're giving your coat away and you're not being angry and mm-hmm. those kind of things. But I say that to say my initial thought would be Jesus would get to prayer and he would tell us, pray whatever's on your heart. God is your father. Mm-hmm. Like, don't pray some memorized prayer. Mm-hmm. And instead what he does is he gives us a prayer to pray. And I think many of us don't take advantage of the fact that Jesus has instructed us in how to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you read about the Lord's Prayer, if you read books on prayer, I think of Tim Keller's book on prayer, he's a huge section on what does it mean for us to pray the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's been helpful for me to think through. Like mm-hmm. Jesus gave me instructions on how to pray. Right. It's a great place to start from. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to begin my prayer life and move to other things that have need. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you explained the connection between Matthew 4, 5, and 6. It was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another thing that we talked about um, was just wishing we had more time to talk about divorce. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I know, um, yeah, it was packed with a lot of emotion. We Every participant in the Bible study has a different experience, yeah. both in their own life, whether they've experienced divorce or been close to someone, or also just their previous experiences with the Christian community around mm. this topic. And so I just want to acknowledge that um, there were parts of that that were emotional or that were challenging. And so um, if that's you, just know we love you and we want to talk about that with you and yeah. to walk alongside you that we have um, pastors and elders and staff members who would truly be a delight to get to talk with you through some of those things. And so, um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, that section in particular. Yes. Well, and so this teaching on divorce, I think it's really important to situate it. Let's remember Matthew is not writing a systematic theology book. He's not topically listing out articles, header, divorce, and then everything we need to know about divorce. It's not what's happening here. So what is happening? Well, Jesus is saying, you have relaxed the standard of righteousness in specific areas. He's giving us representative examples. One of the representative examples he gives is divorce. And it seems what's happening in the culture at this time is men are just 
availing themselves of the privilege in the law, this legal loophole that was given because of their hardness of heart, that these men can divorce their wives for totally stupid reasons. Things like they burned toast. Mm -hmm. And so, which... This also doesn't hit us in the same way because women had a very different ability to care for themselves in a society like this. So there's more than just a man is guilty when he divorces for a stupid reason. It also is basically ensuring that that woman is a disadvantaged member of society because now she's viewed as damaged goods. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't really have the ability to provide for herself in the same way that he does. Mm -hmm. So it would have been a norm for every woman in this society to be married. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is this man who's divorcing a woman, he will go on to get remarried because every woman needs to be married in order for her to contribute. What does that mean for the divorced spouse? Mm -hmm. Well, she's not in a good position. So Jesus, it's really like a social critique that he's providing here. These men are disadvantaging these women because they're selfish. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus is against here. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of other things that could be said about divorce. We'll get to some of those when we get to Matthew 18, 19, mm -hmm. uh, which, funnily enough, reflects portions mm -hmm. of the Sermon on the Mount. And then we can know that, too, because Paul will teach on divorce elsewhere. So we can just know by looking at the rest of the Bible, this is not meant to exhaustively treat the subject. Anything you'd add or things well, that we could circle back on? No, I think that was really helpful, Max. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Yeah. Is there anything else you, you wish you had more time for? Sure. Well, I think there were a few pieces that don't translate well in chapter 5 with oaths, mm -hmm. with retaliation, with somebody who is making you walk a mile with them. So just to state it really briefly, in this culture, uh, it, this is one of those things where I think in the absence of technology or the way technology has progressed makes it hard for us to imagine. Uh, how is somebody held accountable to doing anything? Like there's nothing requiring them to. Uh, there, there's no PayPal for our transactions. <laughs> I can't initiate a request with you. The yeah. way we go about our normal lives mm -hmm. is we have our word mm -hmm. and I honor my word or you don't honor your word or whatever. And so oaths were taken very seriously because it's how all of society operates there becomes a very complex structure around the taking of oaths mm -hmm. because to take an oath under the name of Yahweh obligates you to perform something that ultimately you may not be able to do, mm. right? And that's part of what Jesus points out is you can't mm. even change the color of your hair, mm -hmm. let alone fulfill your oath. Mm -hmm. And so that's a piece of what's going on here. So there's kind of become this whole series of loopholes of, well, then I won't make an oath in Yahweh's name. I will... I'll face Jerusalem and I'll right. do it. Oh, well, I had my fingers crossed is kind of what this ends up feeling like. And so that's a piece of what Jesus is addressing here is all the ways in which we don't want to just let our yes be yes and our no be no. And we don't want to acknowledge our embodied limits. Uh, the other thing was in the retaliation section, uh, if somebody asks for your tunic, give them your cloak also. It culminates with this idea of be perfect even as your heavenly father is perfect. <laughs> which my initial thought is just like, come on, Jesus. What, what are <laughs> you asking us to do? And I think the thing we need to recognize is Jesus is giving us a really hard standard to follow in some of the earlier pieces of chapter 5. But when we get into the retaliation section, it's a standard that we can't forever follow. And what I mean there is like, if somebody came up and asked me for my tunic and I gave him my cloak also, I'm probably done giving out garments of clothing in this 
context. Hmm. Like that's probably all I owned. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so like I can't continue to live in such a way. Mm -hmm. This gets a little bit into the next week's section with anxiety and the Lord mm -hmm. providing for us. But just yeah. Jesus is setting up a really radical position here. He wants us thinking about th there's an element of practicality mm -hmm. that I think allows us to think, I don't have to think about this. Sure. Because it's impossible. And I think Jesus wants to reshape our categories of what's possible and impossible mm -hmm. or what we excuse ourselves from trying to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Okay. Last thing before we move on. Yeah. Else? Okay. We're going to move on to what impact are we hoping would take place on our community? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that connect for me, the connection between internal and external righteousness. Yes. And um, that's something that I think we can, to your point already, Max, we can either, um, typically we underrate it like we kind of make like a that's oh, all fine or I can't really do that you know and so there's yes. got to be something else or we downplay it or we, we even try maybe in our best intentions or we try to make it more palatable for ourselves yep. um, and so just yeah being able to have our community sit in no like there really is internal righteousness required and there's mm -hmm. external righteousness required and yes absolutely Jesus is doing this on our behalf because we cannot yes. and yet he is also teaching us that's been the whole point that's from the mount he is our savior and he is our teacher there is a way that he's calling us to um so i think that is um yeah something just that, that connection even having the categories for that because sometimes we think only in terms of internal righteousness mm. or only in terms of external righteousness yes. and a lot of the reasons for that typically come from our own stories um, from what we've seen or uh, positively and negatively and so i think being able to rightly link them and to rightly link them within the greater context of what does it mean to repent mm -hmm. and and to uh, enter into the kingdom of heaven and to have jesus as king and so i um, i was hopeful and hopeful i think i heard that a lot of just being able to make those connections and then the next things always come back to you just learning how to navigate the text and so in particular just we've already talked talked about it and um, but just seeing that okay these are categories okay this is not everything that there is to be said and yes. again that's our very western mind of okay like everything is a plus b equals c you know as opposed to saying no like this is representative and i think that's the category um for us even trying to communicate and so i think this is another example to go okay yes you've read this maybe it's been confusing let's consider mm -hmm. that this is part of a larger context um and so there's so much beauty in that that who knew the law <laughs> you know yes. um not just abolished or written off but actually fulfilled in jesus and to your point the upping the ante of actually having our hearts change and that it mm. could be even more beautiful. Like, I think yes. we think like, no, 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 like the less expectations, like that's the beautiful part of Christianity. It's like, sure. no, the beautiful part is that we serve a holy God yes. who actually knows um, what righteousness is. He is righteousness mm. and calling us into that is the greatest gift he could give us. Yes. Even as, yes, Jesus will on our behalf because it's spirit for us to be able to increasingly um, yeah, conform, to be conformed to that image. So yeah, I think those are two things. Um, uh, yeah, just seeing the law in a different way and not being yeah. afraid of it, not being afraid of it as Christians, um, but really having the right context for it so that it can shape us the way that it needs to. Yeah, that's really good, Antonia. I really appreciate that, what you're saying at the end there. It reminds me of cheap grace, mm. costly grace. Mm -hmm. And like Christianity, we are called to a costly grace, but it's a worthwhile yes. pursuit. Mm -hmm. just, it costs something because it's worth something. Yes, yeah. That's good. Now, when I think about our community, I the biggest thing is similar to what you were saying. I worry that when we read text that is ob obviously hyperbole, mm. if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Right. That it becomes really easy for us to go, 
so I'm not supposed to do these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, the hyperbole is not there to give you an excuse to not do something. Sure. The hyperbole is there so you'll rethink like, wow, mm-hmm. I have really not thought about this in the same way. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I tend to think like, well, this is impossible, mm-hmm. so what am I supposed to do here? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I hope that us sitting before this text causes us to think about it more deeply rather than to give ourselves a pass. Mm. That That's, in short, what I hope for our community. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, last question. What impacted us personally? Um, yeah, the answer's pretty short. It's just really the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And in particular, um, just the piece of um, asking for the piece of, like, your kingdom come, your will be done. Yeah. And really every piece of that, so obviously intentional. But I think that's something where it's easy to um, be disoriented. Of, like, mm. Lord, I've asked for your kingdom. But how do we know what's in line with that if we haven't, yeah, if we don't know what the kingdom of heaven is? And so I think um, even just from the beginning of preparing for Matthew and as, you know, teaching team talked about that, you know, just really that is a central point of, for the Christian, like a lot of this has to do with expectations um, of what do we think the kingdom is about? What do we think the kingdom of heaven on earth, like right now? Um, is about and so and so when we pray oftentimes we get discouraged in prayer I get discouraged in prayer I'm like but I prayed and I, I said mm-hmm. the words right yeah. um, and I attached my will my desires about knowing it and so going through um, they were thinking even just back to okay um, yeah repent kingdom of heaven is at hand okay now we're going through the beatitudes and through that picture of the Christian life to mourn your sin to uh, or poverty of spirit to mourn yeah. your sin on and on and on you guys you guys were there for that if not you can listen to it I won't redo it um, and then we can get to okay now we actually can ask we know what's in alignment with it mm-hmm. and sometimes I think we think I think at least I'll say a personal component I think yeah. if I didn't say the right words and like we'll kind of get there you know and so this was really um, yeah really helpful just have that in my mind over and over again when I pray mm-hmm. am I praying in alignment with the care um, yeah, or am I as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven? Are my prayers in aligned with that reality? Yeah, that's great. Funny enough, same one, wow. same personal point. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about the Lord's Prayer. Part of this is just I feel reconvicted. I went through a long season where I would pray the Lord's Prayer daily and kind of use them as prayer stems. Hmm. So, Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. And then I try to pause and just think like, what holiness can I ascribe to God's name? Or how can I hope that others will see God's name as holy? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So I felt some personal conviction there of just wanting to return to that as a practice. Mm-hmm. But in addition, thinking about a fuller definition of the kingdom of heaven, a more complete one, Jesus is telling us this is what the kingdom looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks like a bunch of people who aren't angry with each other. Mm-hmm. And when they are, they're willing to reconcile. Mm-hmm. It looks like a bunch of people who aren't willing to seek loopholes, but they're willing to let their ESBS and OB know. They yeah. give of themselves in radical ways to the point where they would all be poor mm-hmm. and they would all be amputees <laughs> if they were really living it out. Yeah. And I just think how flippant I can be in praying something like your kingdom come. Because yeah. that's a huge request. And we're going to continue to see this yeah. in chapters 8 and 9. Jesus is going to bring the kingdom, and that kingdom looks very different mm-hmm. than our world today. Yeah. And so some of this is becomes a plea, Jesus, would you return? Mm-hmm. Because he's the only one who can bring in a full. But also it's a reminder to me of I set my bar really low for mm-hmm. what could Richardson look like if it looked more like the kingdom? Mm-hmm. What could my street look like? What would my interactions with my neighbor look like? Mm-hmm. Things like that. So that's what's been on my heart.
Yeah, so good. Okay guys, well, we are a little over halfway through the study, which is wild. Um, we love you, it's been such a joy to walk through this. We've got one more week in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and so we, yeah, can't wait to see and continue to study with you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.